Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, where we chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. My name is Andrew, and on this episode, we are going to be chatting about the best gifts that we've gotten as new parents. Moving on to milestones. Are we overthinking them? How useful are these milestones? Uh, hit on some Discord comments, and we're going to finish it out with a, a draft of, of our favorite Halloween candy. Uh, as this is Halloween, this is our Halloween episode, and we were going to do this on, uh, a little bit back on a previous episode, but uh, we decided to uh, save time, move it to today. Uh, so we're excited to uh, to get into that. I am joined by my co-host, Ben Brown, Andrew Saunders. Let's get our sick check of the week. Uh, ben. How you doing, man? Uh, well, hopefully the you know the kids are on the mend, uh, getting a little bit better. But you know, the kids are both in daycare, so we always know there's a sickness right around the corner. Um, so I know in the last episode, my daughter was sick. Um, she's getting a little bit better. Son getting a little bit better, but you know, again, daycare's daycare. Everybody's going to be sick. Andrew, uh, with the uh, with the Halloween setup going on right now, how's your family trying? Doing? We're good. Yeah. We are. Uh, we're all healthy. Um, no sicknesses to speak of. Um, uh, you know what? That's not actually true. I think my wife has either the beginnings of a cold or allergies. So I'm going with its allergies, and we're not actually sick. She's just allergic <laughs> to the pollen. That's yeah. Keep that's the street running. Yeah. yeah, that's always the freaking case right there. Well, as usual, I have slow upload issues. So if you are hearing any sort of awkward delays or anything like that, I apologize. It is 100% from my end, not from Ben or Saunders over there. It's 100% on me. So uh, we're going to do our best to keep this uh, flowing smoothly. But our first topic, we're going to be talking about the best gifts that we got as new parents, things that you may not have gotten that you might think like, oh, this is actually kind of a good thing. Or if you're looking for gifts for uh, other friends of yours who are about to step into the shoes of parenthood and you're thinking about, you know, getting some gifts for them, what are some good, unique things to get? Uh, I have a small list of things here that aren't necessarily things, but mm -hmm. to kick it off, let's go ahead and start with uh, with Andrew, maybe. Right, let's, let's, let's maybe each fire off one or two things. Andrew, let, what's your first thing? So mine is not a specific thing. It's kind of a category of stuff we got. Okay. We got a lot of little, what I'm going to call trinket toys. So like uh, a toy that has an elastic end and it vibrates when you hook it on to like the baby carrier. So you pull it and it vibrates as it goes back up. The girls absolutely love it. We got things like sippy cups I just would never buy because I wouldn't think of like that being a good sick sippy cup it just never occurred to me but when we were trying sippy cups now i own eight of them right mm -hmm. um so that's the stuff that i really valued as a parent um mm -hmm. it, it wasn't a specific gift it was the outside the box things that were not too specific like i did not appreciate getting diapers from anybody because we 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 picked up brand pretty quickly and then mm -hmm. we ended up with all these diapers we had to get rid of i did not appreciate getting bottles because we had our bottles we had figured that out right mm -hmm. so they were just all these things that i ended up giving away anyway um mm -hmm. but the weird trinkety little toys are almost some of my kids favorites i mean a crocheted mm -hmm. elephant that's this yeah big, right uh, sorry it's, it's maybe five inches long like i don't yeah. think it's four my daughters absolutely love that thing. Um, those are the things we liked. Nice, man. What about you, Ben? 
Um, we had a, a couple that we really like that, that our son like fell in love with. Um, the first one is, I think you see this all over the place. We didn't think it would be as popular with him as it was, but the, have you seen the Sophie giraffe? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like a little rubber teether yeah. toy. Yeah. He, I mean, for probably the first year of his life, he would not let that thing out of his sight. I mean, yeah. it was every day he had Sophie, you know, carrying her around, gnawing on her. You could hear the little squeaking rubber noise all across the house. Mm-hmm. But he absolutely loved that toy. Um, yep. We also I- got the, the, it's called the Infantino Go Gaga Playtime Pal, but it's a fox. So it's like this little developmental toy with like a teething ring and like a bunch of stuff that makes noise on it. But it's a soft toy with a ring on it. So you can attach it to like a a baby seat or to your backpack or whatever. To this day, he still loves that fox. And like he's loved that fox. His sister loves that fox. They've both been like infatuated with this thing. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's been through a lot. Um, you know, it's been on floors of cars and it's been all over the place. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's how we inoculate our children uh-huh. um, is we just let them play with this Fox that the two of them have been through, but they have loved that thing. And it's like a little, you know, $16 toy that somebody got for us, uh, from target. And then the, the very last one that we loved as parents that we give to everyone. Um, there's a company called Bumco that makes, uh, this thing called the bum brush. And so we affectionately call it uh, the butt spatula. And the butt spatula is is specifically for um, you putting on like diaper cream. Yeah. So yeah. instead of having to like use your finger or your hands or, you know, something that's not easy to clean, it's like this little rubber spatula with a suction cup on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of stick it to the top of the dresser. You slather on your diaper cream with it. It's really easy to wipe off and clean. Yeah. Um, and we didn't think it would be something that's as useful as it's been, but we have, you know, one for each kid. We've each got a travel size that goes in our bags because it has been one of the single most useful things we've gotten from anybody. So uh, well, on that note, so, okay, hearing- it's funny too because that, that stuff does get tacky, sticky on your fingers, uh, and mm-hmm. so like a, a little, you know, butt spatula is quite nice. Andrew, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? Well, I was say it sounds like Ben has never had the pleasure of like changing a diaper, spreading that desitin on with his finger, and then like a half an hour later going, it's still under my fingernails. Oh, gosh, like, Andrew, that stuff is so yeah. tacky. I saw yeah, he's so over gross. here with his fancy spatula. Like, so oh. on that note, oh, one really cool gift that we got was kind of similar to Andrew, right, where it was like a category of stuff, and it was a basket of just like helpful hygiene things. Mm-hmm. So it was like Mylocon for, um, uh, for you know, colic basically which actually was a good helpful thing uh there there was like gripe water there's baby tylenol dye-free baby tylenol uh there's just like random different shampoos from uh from different brands uh that you wouldn't normally get for yourself it wasn't just like dove but it wasn't i forgot what it was it was like birch, a nice birch Maybe it was Burst I don't remember. It, it had like nice tubby, or like Tubby Todd. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so it was really nice. It was just like a bunch of hygiene things that we like. We wouldn't we, we either didn't think to get for ourselves, uh, mm-hmm. for like those tough moments of baby colic and all that. But one of the things was on Ben's note, it was a, a rash cream uh spray mm-hmm. so that you didn't actually need to oh. use the mm-hmm. uh the tacky, you know, butt paste or whatever. You sprayed it on and it kind of went on liquid at first, but then it kind of 
uh, uh, not hardened up, but it kind of solidifies. solidifies. Yeah, yeah it becomes yeah. viscous magically. Uh, right. And then, um, so and, and so we never ever had to deal with kind of the um, the, the the spreading of the butt paste, unless like severe. Like there have been a couple times where it's like this is red. This, this mm-hmm. really needs like the real desiccant and stuff. But for the most part, a spray was a really good, simple um, thing. So that was. It was like a hygiene kit. It was a bunch of low cost, simple things that totaled to like 30, 40 mm-hmm. bucks. But it was like a ton of just like things that we didn't think to get for ourselves. And one yeah. day we're struggling. We're like, what's Mylocon? Oh, that's good. Let's try it, you know? So it was, it was, a, it was a handy thing to have. Um, but what I wanted to add were a couple other things that aren't like top of mind. But especially as if you're a new parent, mm-hmm. um, there were a couple people who we've heard, not just for us, but like the, that were offered, hey, uh, as a gift, we'll pay for your newborn session, uh, a photography session, I mean. Oh, and it was like, well, that's a great gift because that's not just a one-off thing. That Those are newborn pictures. It's going to last a lifetime. And they were willing to cover, you know, like a $300 session with the photographer. Now, obviously, it's a little bit higher end. That's a high price gift. But that was mm. a really cool idea another thing that was like a little bit lower than that was one um hiring a house cleaner at and and kind of like those early weeks or months because it's like you are just so burned out cleaning your house getting you know cleaning out the pantry doing something is just like not top of mind and things look like an explosion right there's like pump parts everywhere it's just tough uh and they <laughs> and they, they're like dude we'll we'll hire a uh um a house cleaner for a couple sessions and or just one you know and that's our gift to you just mm-hmm. you know the gift of a clean home and that will like is like a less of a thing and more of just like a, a mental just um <laughs> like decompression right there that's that was really nice and another thing mm-hmm. was like food related right well um it was um you know hey well, here's just a big fat you know uber eats gift card you can just order in oh, those you are want the best those that, are that the was, best yeah. Getting like a big, a big like Uber Eats or DoorDash gift card because yeah, man. we we did the um the whole like the meal train thing with yeah, our first yeah, yeah. right, and it was like yeah. it again our first kid was like right during COVID, so like we were real touch and go about like letting people in the house right, like it was just kind of a scary time, um especially with an infant. One thing I will say is like while we appreciated the food and and sometimes the visit. It wasn't that we didn't want to see people, but to Andrew's point, it's like so many times your house was just an absolute disaster. And so if you had meal train people that were coming like, you know, two or three nights a week to like feed you, they wanted to bring dinner, visit, and then, you know, kind of feed you and make sure you were okay and all that. Which is really nice in theory, but like when you're sleeping for two hours at a time, you haven't had time to shower in like a week and your house is a disaster. The last thing you want to do is get your house ready for guests. Like, and even though people say, you know, we don't care about the state of your house. Like we know you just had a baby. You do. Like you still are like, I don't want you to walk into a hovel where you I like think standards. I might be borderline yeah. abusing my new infant. Like I have yeah. standards. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that was a real challenge. And then when we switched over to people just like, Hey, we just loaded up a huge, like Uber eats gift card for you. Like, here you go. That mm-hmm. was such a huge relief for us. And such an, like an unexpected and thoughtful gift because it's like, we could have people over when we wanted, 
but it wasn't an obligation and we can kind of keep right. things a little more relaxed in our home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the, what's the, Andrew made me think of this out of all the stuff we've ever gotten or bought for our kids. What's the one thing you didn't have when you were a new parent or right. And you're like, this is the thing that made it into the diaper bag and has not left for all of my kids, like the whole time. Oh, and that's actually a really good I mean, question. For me, it's, it's, it's stupid, simple. Um, on Amazon, you can buy Purell Squeeze Instant Hand Sanitizers. Uh-huh. They're 200 uh-huh. in a box. I want to say they're 15 bucks. Yeah. I threw a handful in every diaper bag, and we just occasionally reload them. It's like uh-huh. the dumbest, easiest thing on the planet because you don't have to have the little bottle. You don't have to find it. You can just put some in each little pouch, and you just yeah. got to find yeah. the one. You squeeze it. You break it. You throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> It it goes into the diaper wherever you put it when you're trashing. Best thing I never would have thought of for the first kid, and we got them as a in a sample pack when we signed up for like the Huggies sample. By the way, do that. Right, all those dads who are listening yeah. don't have yeah. kids yet. Mm-hmm. Go to Gerber, get the free sample. Go to Huggies, get the free sample. Go to Love, go to all of them get their free stuff because you never know what you're going to actually use. Because we ended up yeah. using stuff that I was like, why did I get this bottle of gripe, whatever? And I'm like, I'm going to try that stuff. Hey, look, she's quiet. I can sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Yeah. I, I know. Sorry, I, tangent. I, no, no, you're good. I mean, but to, to answer your question though, like what was the one thing that like was super cheap that kind of like never left the diaper bag? I don't, you know, I don't really have anything major other than there's like this little Einstein, it was called the little Einstein. This is the brand little Einstein. And they made like this little toy that there are these buttons and they played like Beethoven uh, and in like a childish, okay. you know, sing songy way. All of our, all three of them love that damn thing in the baby stages. Uh, and it was just, and I, there's like research about like, you know, like no flashing lights or hard plastics. It's very anti-Montessori, but man, that was a magic pill for us. So that was great. Um, other than that though, I got to say like, it's something that we all know and all we all have though is it's just wipes, man. Wipes are by far the Swiss army knife of all parents. Mm -hmm. You like uh, non-stop you can never have enough wipes we go through them so damn fast because they're not just for changing diapers they especially as they mm-hmm. get older they're wiping dirt wiping right. blood clearing off tables clearing off dirty little hands oh, yeah. wiping off the uh, clearing off the mouth it's like non-stop you go to go, gonna, gonna get a little ice cream it's it's used for that you know it's every you gotta wipe down the car seat really really quick it is puke it is for every little thing Wipes are probably, I would, I would almost say, is the most important tool as a new parent by far. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one that we all know like about. 100%. It's, it's, How did adults yeah. survive without baby wipes prior to having it's children? Literally. I don't know. Like, don't how know. did they? I don't know what you Honestly, did. what are they? Yeah. Just, just cloths? They've almost just replaced Clorox around. wipes in my house. Like, Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much wipe down counters with them sometimes, where I'm just One like, oh, things, just need a, just need a moist towel and just, I'll just use wipes. <laughs> right. Yeah. One of the things we found that was super useful in, in, uh, with our son, especially when he was like super young, it's because, you know, like boys, as soon as you take off their diaper, cold air hits them and they, they tend to pee, right? Almost yeah, instantly. Man. So, what we would do is we went to IKEA. And we found a just like a pack of their super, super cheap white washcloths 
So just like they're kind of rough, like they're not really the thing you'd want to wash your baby with, but they were the perfect thing to roll around with because like they were super absorbent. And if they got absolutely destroyed or ruined, it didn't matter because it was like four ninety nine for like 20 of them. And mm. so that was something we kept in every diaper bag so that we could, as we were changing our son, we would just like lay this washcloth over him. So if he starts, you know, peeing, it's not going everywhere. It's not all right. over him. You don't need an outfit change. If he's dirty, you have a washcloth on hand. If there's something that needs to be cleaned up, you have this washcloth on hand. If it's gross, you just throw it away and get a new one. Um, Dude, and it was that's... one of the single most just useful things. And it's so cheap and so dumb. But it works so well for so many situations. So okay, I, fun, I, I, fun I don't to, live to here dovetail anymore. So like to dovetail that. So like <laughs> we, there, we got this dumb gimmicky thing called like a PP, uh, what a, a PPTP, or it's like this little cloth PPTPs. cone that you put on, on, yeah, on the on the on the on the penis, and then they and they don't pee. It's the dumbest little gimmick because it's just it's useless. Uh, but what I would end up doing is like similar to what you were saying, Ben. I uh, I would go the cheap mm-hmm. route. I would just take um a, a wipe and i would just tear it and, and like just a small bit just lay it right on top of uh of the of the pp uh of the penis <laughs> yeah. and then and then and then begin my change uh just so you didn't yeah. be on me and it worked it was like a quick little shield a makeshift shield that i would do uh beforehand when i was changing my boys so quick quick thought on that so and this actually came across the discord a few months ago how do you get your kids to stop peeing once you take off the diaper because the cold hits them right and thirty-three percent, nope, thirty-three percent of children will pee if you rub a cold wipe underneath their belly button before you take the diaper off. Mm-hmm. So you can you can empty their bladder before you even undo the diaper a third of the time. So um, just do it first, and then so just do it <laughs> first. Yep. And there's actually I was looking it up, and I'm like, this can't be a thing. There are several Instagram moms and TikTok videos of women where they're like watch this and they will hold the phone and point it at their kid they'll swipe a wipe across their baby and you'll watch the line turn blue on their diaper and -hmm. it's like oh this is a thing and then i I went and found the research study that a third of kids will pee if you wipe. so if you don't want to have a pptp or a wipe or a (laughs) washcloth scenario simple trick chance that using that wipe will get it Yo, that's actually a really clever tip, man. Definitely gonna. Well, that's the thing. Uh, uh, My vasectomy is scheduled for uh, soon. Uh, Actually, when this episode comes out, it'll have already happened. Wait for everybody. I I, I was actually gonna say, like, uh, I'll keep that in mind for the future, but like, (laughs) no, I'm not. So uh, there you go. (laughs) Uh, No, I am not. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's a that's a that's a quick rundown of kind of the you know best gifts that we got as new parents guys if you're watching on youtube you want to share some great gift ideas that you've got that you really appreciate let us know down in the comments we're always going to read them next segment though let's talk about milestones okay um milestones for children you know what you're supposed to be doing at month one month two month three uh you know all that stuff i've talked about this a little bit on the channel especially i've talked about like love every that kind of monastery things i i don't want to open it up too much because I just general summary, I don't really uh, not that I don't abide by them, but I just I don't overthink them too much. Right. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we wanted to talk about here. Milestones. Are we overthinking them? How useful are these milestones, uh, the, these check marks that your kids is saying the first word that they're taking the right steps uh, on this exact moment? You know, 
Um, I, so I kind of want to leave the floor more open to you guys, especially since you're kind of a little bit closer to it. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on newborn infant toddler milestones? Uh, and I guess we can just start with Ben, right? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, my thoughts on them changed with each kid. Uh, so I think the, the more experience you have with more kids, the more you understand that, like, yes, they might be a good general guideline for childhood development. But the reality is, is like your kids are going to develop at different speeds. They're going to have different competencies. They're going to get good at certain things early and they're going to get good at other things late. It's just how kids develop. It's what they're exposed to. And there's no one on the planet who's going to get it perfect, no matter how hard they try or how bad you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so as an, as an example, right? Like our son, uh, you know, at three years old, incredibly smart, has a great vocabulary, super athletic. I mean, can run, throw, hit a tossed baseball at three years old, can hit a golf club, like great hand-eye coordination. He didn't start walking until he was, I think, almost four, nah, like 16 months, almost 18 months, somewhere in there. Like it took him a long time to learn Damn, how to formula walk. Because, babies. Right. I know. This is our last, <laughs> our last episode. We talked <laughs> about all that. I know. So it's like, it's insane that, you know, according to the developmental milestones, it was like, you know, he should be doing this and he should be doing that and he should be walking by now. And like a lot of his peers had started to walk earlier than he did. But now I look at like his ability to coordinate his body and and change direction and do all these other things while he's running at full speed. And he does it better than most other kids his age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, while I think the milestones are are fine, Generally, you can't worry about them too much, um, you know, and, and your doctor, if you're in close touch with your pediatrician, if there's a concern, they'll let you know, uh, yeah. then they'll let you know kind of what the pathway is to remediating it or, or figuring out what the issue might be. Um, yeah. But until such time, you know, I think we can get super wrapped up in it. But, you know, I'd say don't worry about it. But like we worried about some of them, but you do the no. best you can and, and try to figure it out. You know, I, I, I said I wouldn't like I would more pass the torch to you guys but here i am i gotta insert my my thoughts here um for the most part though i i would echo the same thoughts because i i think there's like research on this i think it's like 90 some odd percent of the time even though that they might fall behind on certain things they all kind of just like level out and then everything is fine uh and that's with like speech walking all that stuff now again just like ben said like you know you 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 know your child, you, you you stick with your pediatrician, they know your child, and you kind of, you know, you kind of go with it. But for the most part, you really shouldn't worry or get too caught up in like the numbers or like, are they putting their hands through their shirts, uh, right? And they know how to do, you know, like all those like little things, uh, because it will all even out They for the most part, and they will catch up. But I think the bigger thing is just like us as parents, because like, we like to like, you know, measure our, that's like a, this innate way of kind of like, I'm doing good as a parent because they're walking mm-hmm. earlier than they should be. You know, it's more like right. a, an us thing. As yeah, opposed it's an to ego like, driven thing. It is. It is. And like, especially when you're in a community where like you have parents with kids that are similar age to you 
And, you know, like you, your kid is saying first words earlier, you can kind of feel like, ah, there you go, you know, or, or, or if vice versa, you know, their kid's a little bit behind, you start to almost like feel, put the pressure, like, Man, you gotta say, dad, dad, let's go, you know? Uh, so it, it, it's, it's more like on the parents and less on the kids of like adjusting the mentality. And I, I, it really, there's a really good episode of Bluey, oddly enough, that talks about this, where uh, the mom was really like, um, it's a baby uh, race. I think, yeah, I think so. Where like Bluey never actually crawled, right? Bluey uh, as a baby uh, only did like a bum shuffle. Like she wasn't actually crawling. Uh, and and the mom is like in her head, like didn't think that was good enough. She wasn't crawling like the other babies, you know, mm-hmm. but like, but then here we are a few years later and, you know, Bluey's a normal kid and every well, a normal dog cartoon kid uh but like you know she's on par with everybody else and the whole moral of that story was just kind of like we all develop at different speeds and it's going to be fine and sure these milestones are there as a general guideline checklist and i think it's more like the bigger things mm-hmm. that you're looking for like autism you know that kind of stuff um but for the most part right. I, th- I do think that we tend to overthink now if there are like actual like developmental delays there are there there's like some sort of research study that showed like us as parents interacting and talking like we actually have do have like a, a major impact um to help guide things along i forgot what that was but i, I i'm gonna stop talking real quick because i said i would but andrew i just i mean what are, what are your thoughts here man so i was all over the developmental thing i had the cdc model i had everybody's checklist and i was like three or four different apps for where she at my first kid um here's what i'm here's how i'm gonna put it ben's right you're you're gonna worry about it so my thought is you're gonna worry about it with your first kid pick something you want to track and track it and and read it up and do it understand intellectually that your kid's going to catch up. They're going to be fine. By the time they get hit kindergarten, they will be the same as all their peers. It should not be an issue unless you actually have a biological developmental issue, right? On your second kid, I don't even think I've opened the CDC app. You're just not like, it's not, it, you're going to go with, I got this. I'm not worried. It'll be a lot yeah. less stress, right? So yeah. acknowledge that you're going to go insane, with the first one, you're going to track a bunch of stuff that you're never going to look at again and read the milestones because they are important to know what they are, mm-hmm. but don't, don't beat yourself up when your six month old is not doing all the six month old stuff. And now if your six month old is not doing all the three month old stuff, that's probably worth a conversation with your pediatrician, right? But you're going to go crazy about it if you worry about it with every kid. And again, acknowledge that, track it however you want to track it. And then your second kid, you probably won't even open that app and track it because you'll know what they are from the first kid and you'll just acknowledge them when they come along like, oh, my daughter is six months old. She just started sitting up on her own two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know if you that's know, ahead. I, I don't know if it's behind. I know it's a milestone, and now I know I can feed her solid food. I think the but problem I have no idea with where the us, CDC says she's supposed to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, the problem with us is that our our first Henry was advanced in everything, 
Uh, so <laughs> he set way too high of a benchmark. Yeah. So when Colin was coming along, we're like, you're just a straight up <laughs> idiot. Like you need to hurry up, bro. <laughs> so, um, but he, um, it was <laughs> no, but then everything is fine. Right. So I, I think we're 15 really... <laughs> years from now, Colin's going to watch this podcast and go, dad, therapy money. Right I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to come back to bite you, turn, you right there. You turn out okay. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, but the thing is, like, even Sienna, like, I'll look back at, like, videos of, like, Colin when, when he, he was Sienna's age, and Sienna is just like, nah. But but it's not because she's incapable. It's just because she's just stubborn. She just, like, doesn't want to do certain, like, specifically with, like, speech. Like, say dada. She's capable. She said it. But we're like, can you say dada? She'll just be like, no no she's she's in the no stage right now it's <laughs> comical i love it um but yeah i feel like we are speaking from the perspective of like multiple dads yeah i mean dads of multiples uh when you're just kind of like yeah we, we, we've kind of been around the block we get it so like every time those inevitable questions pop up on discord about like you're like hey what's the best tracker this and that i'm just kind of like nah nah so and that's why i kind of like let other people it. answer because i'm just like you uh, worry too much. Yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's, yeah but like that's I was there too. So I remember I was all that. There I'm too, acknowledging though, yeah. it, right? That's yeah, kind exactly. of my point. Is yeah, hey, you're gonna do it. Pick one. Yeah. It doesn't matter which one, because 18 months from now, you're never gonna look at that data again. Yeah, like you're. Trust me, you're never gonna look at your kid, your first kid's poop log after they're two years old. You're you're yeah. just not gonna go back and be like, man, she was so consistent every four hours. That poop came. <laughs> like it's just not gonna be something unless you are the mathematics <laughs> statistics guy and you're like, and here we are at her wedding, and I want to show you this poop slide from the first <laughs> right. Like she was very <laughs> regular. Right? Like so Right. <laughs> oh like, man. Well, and I think um, you start to really on, realize like the things that are important too. Right. You know, yeah. you start to yeah. realize like yeah, what exactly. to look like Andrew said, you relax a little bit. You go like, all right, what's important? What do I need to look for? What should I be concerned about? And if none of those things are cropping up, you just kind of keep on keeping on and things will figure themselves out. And and by the way, you have to fill out that survey every time you go to a pediatrician appointment oh, that tells yeah. you yeah. whether or not yeah, your kid yeah. has hit all the developmental milestones. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to tell you whether or not Dude. you're doing it, mm-hmm. even if you're not tracking it. I remember filling those out, my wife and I looking at each other like, what the hell? Like, is he doing that? Like, I don't know. Should we just say yes? Yeah, sure. You know, we're just like, we, oh, I don't know. So, yeah. But well, um, kind on that of, note, I guess. The one that- I know, right? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, go ahead, We got Andrew. surprised with can kick a ball. That was on mm. the pediatricians was can your kid oh. kick a ball? And I'm like, I don't even own a soccer ball. What do you like? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess we're going to Target and soccer yeah. ball, volleyball, kickball, foam dodgeball. Like, all right, kid, you're going to learn how to play with these things. And I yeah. don't think my daughter at 18 months can kick a ball. Like, I don't think she's. I don't care. It'll come. She's we'll fine. figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Kicking a ball. Yeah. Not on my list of developmental issues. <laughs> Um, so on that note, though, player, we're talking I about like um, we talk about like uh, Discord comments uh, and you know, kind of little chat on there. Uh, Andrew, if you don't mind, uh, can you like pull up some of the recent chatter that we've had about the Brezza yeah. uh, formula, all that yep. kind of stuff, and then maybe we can just kind of live chat about some of those things right now. Uh, I think Prince Bougie been doing a good job at um, uh, hitting on on some of the questions. He's one of our mods over there. So, uh, but just uh, as Andrew pulls that up, just real quick, um, there in the in the show notes of this um, 
uh, this podcast as well as the uh, description of the YouTube video, uh, the Advert Podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can join our Discord. You get free access to it if you are part of our Father Figured Course community, uh, which you can access on dadverb.com. Uh, or you can opt into our Discord. I think it's like three, four bucks a month or something like that. It's, it's something cheap, but it's just uh, a way to help support um, our team over at Dadverb uh, while also providing you with just a, a small community of, uh, of guys who are kind of in the same boat as you for the most part. Um, now, it, you know, it's, completely optional you know you can come and go as you please and you're like oh, this is not worth my four bucks it's fine you just hop out uh but in case you are interested that is there uh and there are mods and, and other dads out there who chime in now it's not like insanely active but you know i think it's healthy i think it's a it's a good solid community and i think it's a good um addition to our um to our to our course but um we'll we'll kind of go over some of our discord comments uh or just one or two of the things before we head over to our, our candy draft here for Halloween. Woo! But, um, <laughs> okay. Andrew, uh, so. what, what do you have, man? What do you have? What do you have? Yep. So David from New York city on September 24th posed the question, anyone else have the baby Brezzo formula machine been using it for a week now? And I feel like the powder always gets stuck in the machine, making me think the bottle doesn't have enough powder or nutrients in it. And that led to, like, I think we talked about this on a previous episode, um, but that is that conversation has been going on all the way up until today, um, mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, and we're in the beginning of October now, and it, it just keeps coming up. And so I think, for me, the reason I wanted to bring it back up, or I put it on the list for the show, was just having that conversation about formula again, having the conversation about the Brezza specifically and how it does formula, getting into a little more of those details. Um, Cause it seems like there's some, at least in our discord, there's some very much apprehension to is my kid getting enough food if mm-hmm. I use this device? And mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, some guys are going, I hated it. I switched to this pitcher. Other guys are going, that pitcher was okay, but I went back to the scoop. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's kind of going in a circle. Right. And so yeah. again, I wanted to have the discussion. I own the Brezza. I love the Brezza. Um, for me, we use it every day. We clean it every it, we clean the funnel thing whenever it prompts us and when we do that we mm-hmm. clean out the formula yeah. dispenser and yes there's usually a little crusty formula in there yeah i'm really good about checking the bottle and seeing how much formula is in it but uh to be perfectly honest the other day my mother had has we're staying with my parents right now because we're in the middle of a move my mother mm-hmm. was not checking the formula and my daughter was drinking she drank something like 30 ounces of formula the other day and for a six-month-old, that was just ridiculous. And she was filling your diapers. Well, I went into the Brezza, and I hit the button, and it came out water. And I uh-huh. was like, well, that's uh-huh. not she right. So refill. I pulled the cone out, and I cleaned out the crusty stuff. And so what had happened is over the course of a day, it had crusted up, and my mother was feeding her more and more diluted formula, right? Now, we caught it early. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a problem, but it is a concern. And it was one of those things that my mother just wasn't familiar with how to properly clean the baby Brezza to make sure that the formula was correct, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, we caught it. 
no harm, no foul. I gave her an eight ounce bottle that was full fat formula and she was like, okay, now I can sleep. I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's been going on on our Discord repeatedly. So I think we should just have that formula tool conversation again because I think we've beaten the dead horse between uh, Gerber and Famil Similac. Baby, you guys use uh, use Bobby. Used one. Yeah. Bobby. Yeah. And, Bobby yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was an honest formula. Anyway. Yeah, I, specifically with the uh, Brett's, uh, we, we had the Formula Pro. Uh, and again, th- everyone's going to have different experiences with every product unknown to man right everyone's gonna have positive mm-hmm. negative experiences uh and that's with freaking baby monitors that's everything right I, there's gonna be a lot of people who love miku hate miku love nanit and hate nanit whatever well, more people hate miku now but um i would say that with a bretza for me uh overwhelmingly positive experience um i felt like and we use it through all three of our kids all three of our kids got the right amount of formula seemingly, and they're all healthy and doing great. Right. Long, long. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we've been, so we've been pretty far removed from using it. Uh, Cause Sienna has been off of it for uh, about five months now. So, uh, but yeah, up until recently she was, we used that. Um, you know, and specifically the formula that we use was Similac. Um, the Similac sensitive, I think. Um, and it dispensed fine at the right temperature. Uh, I don't know that there's a way to test like ha- like how much formula is coming out because they do come out at, at two different times. It, it, it dispenses right. the, uh, the powder and it dispenses mm-hmm. the water. It swirls it all together and down this funnel and then into the bottle. Uh, and that's always been an ongoing question. Like, how do I know? And like, honestly, like it's kind of hard to, to determine that. Uh, and it's more just kind of like, seeing your child you know like how, how are they yeah. how are they growing and all that but for the most part it functioned as advertised for us and it's been great um and we've enjoyed it but i mean if if the preference has been and and there's so many doubts and questions and like questioning whether or not a product is good or is not working if you're asking yourself that too many times it just like mitigate that question yeah. altogether and then just find a different path that works for you and it's right. fine. it may just you know? not be worth the stress exactly it's yep. just not worth the stress so for us we never it was great right but if it's if it's an ongoing thing then just stop and use whatever it works for you if it's just like you know water in a scoop manually is like then then do that like there's no mm. right or wrong answer we just love the time that it saved how, how awesome it was for us and it was great but if if that experience is not being echoed by you to just switch it up who cares you know it's, it's right. going to be fine there's no right right or wrong answer so yeah. I, I will anyway. say the brezza does have a formula powder to water setting that you there do are, have yeah. to go into the settings and set for your formula and there's a whole chart on their website yeah, the pdf so, that they have yep so if, yeah, if yeah. mine was like setting six or something like that right for mine, and mine know, was so. setting six and but I know some of the other formulas. It was like setting eight, setting two. Like you were so yeah. That's like the very first that up. Yeah, they have done the science. You just have to make sure you're configuring the device correctly, and Um, also maintaining it like the way that you said. Because like because you do like the crust builds up after every four like dispenses. Mm -hmm. You know, so like you you do have to be diligent about like or I'm not diligent. Diligent. diligent both diligent yeah. and vigilant <laughs> both you have to be very aggressive about cleaning the damn thing uh yeah but like opening the thing making sure that the that that the crust hasn't built up enough so it is dis- dispensing yep. properly and i think like you're supposed to do the cleaning routine every month uh at least yep. once a month mm-hmm. we admittedly didn't do it once a month it was more like every quarter uh but and there's like a thing that you can use to like clean it but like 
you know, um, it, uh, for the most the, part, great experience with it. The but gears in the me. top are very visible, and yeah. you can see how smoothly they're moving. The one thing I would say is we've had a couple times where the gears would pop off because they're just pressed on. They're not. It, there's no screws. There's no. Mm-hmm. It's just pieces of plastic yeah, on pieces together. of plastic. It snaps together. Yep. And there have been a couple times where, for whatever reason, it's unsnapped and the thing's been off. And it's like, okay, I'll open yeah. it up, dump the formula out. Right. This is a good opportunity to wash it since I have to disassemble it. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then you put it all back together. Um, cool. Yeah. And- one of the big things about maintenance too with the, so we have kind of a split experience. So we have uh, like with our first kid, he was mostly breastfed, <clears throat> did have formula feeding, but we did that with um, very simply with just, we have an electric kettle. I'm super into coffee. So I have like a fellow stag EKG kettle, right? Mm. It's, I can set a very specific temperature. I know exactly how it's coming out. I can boil the water to exactly what I need it to. Um, and I can make formula with that. It's very easy. It'll hold temperature for an hour. So if I need to make multiple bottles, I can do that with just two very simple tools that I had in my house anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, with our second kid, we were gifted a uh, baby Brezza formula advanced pro Wi-Fi, Ooh, uh, which is like the, the yeah, it's like the, the newest, biggest, which, which by the way, I will, I will say the more features you add, the more complicated it gets. So like, I was gonna ours say, that's what it gets just, like. Why does it need to be Wi-Fi connected? Yeah. It's a formula dispenser. Ours, just stop. Ours you know? loves to just not be connected to Wi-Fi. It oh, just drops itself so out dumb. all the time, which is a real pain. <laughs> the convenience of it is being able to open an app and make a bottle from upstairs while I'm getting the baby ready. Okay, that's, so, that's okay. the ultimate okay. convenience. That's the reason I didn't buy it because I knew my wife would do that and I would end up with formula all over the counter because there so wasn't a bottle sitting <laughs> no, in the so bottle. Yeah. There's a sensor. There's a sensor. Uh, okay. So it actually Actually, won't do it if there's not a bottle and it tells you if there's one present or not gotcha. so that is a good safety right. feature see that wasn't on but, the side of the box <laughs> right but what i was getting to is the the one of the biggest things that helped us with this is our experience has been largely positive what's helped us a lot especially with the cleaning cycle is you can buy the formula funnel like just the formula funnel mm-hmm. for the the bottle maker right so for every four bottles you make on the fourth one it's going to tell you to clean the machine so wipe the ring clean out the funnel if the funnel is not completely dry and i mean bone dry it will stick all the formula will clump up inside of it and it won't work so the best way we found is we actually have three funnels and every four bottles we you know pull the one out to clean it we put in one we know is completely dry and we can keep going without any issue while the other ones are being cycled through that's been the best system that we've found to set up um because it's just kept us moving so like for daycare we have to make four or five bottles to send with her every day mm. that means we're going to have to clean it at some point and if we only had one that means cleaning completely drying cleaning the machine again and then you're stuck you know 11 o'clock at night not having enough bottles for the next day Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah just invest in an extra funnel make sure everything is really dry and you generally won't get as much or as many like clumping issues um as as some people complain about well guys that is our those are our thoughts on the very niche topic of a baby breath thing i'm sure i got a lot of guys are just kind of like what the hell we just been scooping it's totally fine so uh, so, something you don't need but uh to put that uh, topic to on discord to rest those are our thoughts on that let's go ahead and move on to 
our draft, which we haven't done in a while. But what we what a game that my wife and I mm. did for years and that we've kind of done early on in this podcast is, is to do a draft, right? So uh, we will each go one by one and pick our favorite Halloween candy, the thing that gets you most jazzed and excited to get in your candy basket or that you used to get as a kid. Uh, and we will go uh, snake draft. We'll each pick three things. So uh, we'll go Ben, Andrew, me, me, Ben. Uh, I'm sorry, me, Andrew, Ben, and then and then back one more sequence, right? Uh, so we'll we'll go draft three each, and then you guys get the vote. Who had the best draft? You can uh, let us know either on uh, on our Discord or uh, on the comment section of our YouTube channel. Um, or I mean, where else can we put this poll? I was going to say you can find us on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, but <laughs> we have a Facebook um, group. We can do the Facebook days. group poll. You know what? I'll put it on Instagram. I'll put it on Instagram. I'll put the poll up there on Instagram, and uh, and you guys can vote on on who drafted the best Halloween flavors. Who who has uh, the best? taste because you you can go a couple ways here you can go chocolatey you can go fruity i don't know what what's right what's wrong but here we're gonna start we're gonna go ben andrew me and then i'll turn it back and then and we'll go around uh for round two and three so ben who do you have as your first pick or what do you have Mm. so the ones i i like fun sized anything Yes. And so I know this isn't like typically like just a Halloween candy, but I don't know what it is about the the fun sized Butterfingers because oh. I never like I never buy Butterfingers ever. Mm. But yeah. there's something about fun sized Butterfingers that I just cannot it, get enough. It's of. just it, enough Butterfinger. Yeah, it's like because it, yeah. I don't want a whole Butterfinger ever. Yeah. But when they're fun sized, it's like exactly what I want every time. That's actually a good take. Uh, I would agree good, on that because the flavor call. of the Butterfinger is actually really good, but I don't need the full bar. Like, and there's it, it, it there's enough that kind of gets in your teeth a little bit, and I kind of enjoy that experience. It's it's a good mm. flavor. <laughs> but, oh, um, picking yeah, picking that yeah. little the the Butterfinger <laughs> crust out of your teeth. So when so okay so oh, that, that's your first God. pick Butterfinger. So when you good. see that little yellow and blue, uh, oh, I get fun so size. Up. Yeah, you get fired up. All right, that's your first pick. All right, so Ben with the first pick goes with Butterfinger. That's a pretty good pick. Andrew, pick two. Uh, Growing up, my candy of choice was the Hershey's Mini Mix things. But I really liked Uh the the ones that came with Rice Krispies. Because you could buy buy the Nestle Crunch Bar. But that's not the same. Hershey's has the little red candy bar and i crack it's called mm-hmm. crisp crackle. or something crackle it's called crackle yeah yep. crackle. uh-huh that was crackle. my favorite like those were the first ones yeah. gone out of my candy bag because you can't seem to buy a crackle bar as like an adult size yeah right like you I'm, actually can they're just very hard to find they only come in those little well i'm yeah, i'm gonna go they're... on a search then <laughs> but uh yeah crackle. okay so we Those so we're my number ones um for first two picks so we're losing andrew the board he's, he's bopping are on us. butterfinger oh is he um and crackle oh sorry i'm 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 a little bit of a lag so i like i mentioned at the top of this episode there's gonna be a bit of a lag but first two picks off the board are butterfinger and crackle 
And uh, I'm not going to draft it, but I'll say the uh, uh, Crackle was always accompanied by another one. It was it was with a yellow wrapper. It was called Mr. Good Bar. And mm-hmm. a lot of people hate it. Mm-hmm. I actually like it because it tastes like the chocolate of a, of a Reese's piece. I thought they were solid. Minus the filling. I always liked them and right. I got so much hate for them. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you like the peanuts in there? I'm like, I like it. I like I'm not going to pick it, but I'll say I did like it. Um, if we did like a most hated probably, probably candy draft, two. I'm pretty sure that would, <laughs> that would be up there with like candy corn. But OK, so my picks, uh, I'm on the turn. So uh, my, to, to finish the round one, I'm going to go with um, I really like Twix. I really like Twix bars. Uh, I like the mix of the caramel, the chocolate, uh, the biscuit. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the little mini, mini left Twix. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of that. And then on the turn to kick off round two, I'm actually going to go fruity. And I'm going to go. They have like the little mini pouches of the Sour Patch Kids. I love Sour Patch Kids, oh. man. I'm not a. I'm not always like the best, biggest like fruity flavored candy person. Uh, but um sour patch guys do it for me man i i love those i i i'm a big fan i'm not a big fan of like laffy taffies but i can go for some sour patch kids so that's what i'm going twix and sour patch kids back to back and then uh round two andrew what you got you stole mine i'm a sour Ooh. patch kids fan i still have some i have some at the house i buy them i'm, I'm bad at that game <laughs> um <laughs> dang it now i gotta you know what? I, <laughs> as dumb as it sounds, sweet tarts. Do you like the sweet tarts? The little huh? tube of the, yeah, the yeah, little yeah. tube mm. of the the chalky sweet tarts. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I mean, on Halloween they come those. in like the little rippable packs. I've seen those. Yep, they come in the little yep. twist pack. There's a dozen of them, or however many. I sweet tarts. Those were always one of the ones that got separated out and put in a pile and got eaten. There you go. There you go. All right, Ben. Uh, my You're next one, back. it's a, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a weird one for a lot of people that I don't know. A lot of people love these because they really get jammed up in your teeth. Um, Milk but does. dots, the little, oh the little God, mini, yes. Uh, yeah, the yes, dots yeah. are so good, uh, and, it, but it, they're so gets, brutal on your yeah. teeth. Uh, they're they so brutal on your teeth. It, they're it right up there so with much. like. Uh, <laughs> With um, like milk duds and all that stuff of like just yeah. what it does to your molars, yeah. but they're so good. I love just the feeling of tipping that little yellow cardboard box back and getting all those artificial flavors and colors. That's the best mix bag on the planet. The Whoppers dots oh, and oh, milk yeah. duds. Really? That's, yeah, I'm that actually, mix bag of whatever that Wonka. Oh, that's my favorite mix bag. And, and that so actually, since we're on the turn, that actually brings me to my last pick in the draft. Yep. And it is the 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 triple packs, the little three packs of Whoppers. That yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that oh to be able to just you take that little plastic <laughs> thing and you don't open it. You don't open right. it if just you're if you're and just an absolute savage like I am. <laughs> you just put it in your mouth and you pop the pack open like it's an ammonia cat because you're obviously an addict. And you just need to eat them as fast as possible. <laughs> and you just you fire that you fire that first whopper down your down your face hole and just enjoy it. Oh my it. gosh. It takes you right back to being sick. Whoppers, man. It's so funny. Oh. Who would have thought you would pick milk duds and I uh, no, I'm sorry, dots and whoppers. That's funny. Okay, so you you diversified with fruity and chocolate as well. Um, yeah. that's funny. That's funny. All right. Andrew, what you got, man? What's I'm, your last I'm pick? Having an emotional debate because 
Ben reminded me about um, Milk Duds. And I love me some Milk Duds. But I think I'm going to have to go with the Jawbreaker. Really? Those, yeah. Just not the, the cinnamon ones, though. Just a fruity. No, those are fireballs. I, I, You're talking I, okay, about cinnamon is fireballs. Technically, that is a Jawbreaker, too. It, it is a Jawbreaker. It's, it's but a, I'm talking about the original cinnamon. Jawbreaker that was yay big around. And it yep. had a fruity layer and the sugar layer. And you just go through the fruit layers as you suck on mm-hmm. the thing. I prefer the mini ones that are like the size of a marble. Uh huh. Not mm-hmm. the the size of a quarter ones, but yep. yeah. I again, I was a saver my candy kind of kid. I guess I wasn't gonna pile <laughs> through the whole bag. I wanted stuff that lasted. That's like yeah. a Jolly yep. Rancher. I mean, good Jolly Ranchers, <laughs> man. I mean, I'm gonna I go home like, and get I, diabetes. I'll be back later. <laughs> dude, Jolly Ranchers are well. I if it's well, my motto in life, if it's blue, I'll eat it. And freaking, I love blue Jolly Ranchers. I think it's so freaking good. <laughs> but, Gotta keep um, you away from the Drano uh, aisle at the store. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Listerine. No, um, so yeah. I, so to finish out the draft, I, I'm surprised that Reese's are still on the table because I, I, honestly, I, I kind of weird that I missed that one on my first go. I, I think I should go with that, but I'm not going to. Uh, I could I could go with M and M's and Reese's and just a lot of the basic. Uh, I'm going to go with one that's probably going to get me a lot of hate. I'm I like. Oh, you guys are going to hate me for this. This is going to be so stupid. Well, you drafted like Whoppers or whatever, which are mid. No, uh, I like the Twizzlers that are like pull and peel, like the peeling the Twizzlers. Peel ones. Twizzlers. Oh, yeah, no, the little short so ones. Good. I love them. They come Dude, in like so that. Yeah, they're yeah those are fun. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're, they're like, like yeah, strawberry like a, like a three by three different than the other ones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and I, I steal those from my kids apart. the most uh, from from their from their from their Halloween uh, baskets and stuff, and their Easter baskets or whatever. I, I love those. But recently, so like, there's cherry and strawberry are the typical like uh, Twizzlers flavors. But I recently discovered, I like took a picture of it because this is the first time I ever saw it. It was a watermelon flavored version of the pull and peel Twizzlers, and I was like, no freaking way i absolutely loved it so um <laughs> they, the people they who are listening to this and like and lemon and... <laughs> yeah, I, they have a lot I, of flavors if you I, buy the full I, package I, at the store it's I, when, I don't i don't buy candy very much i was blissfully unaware of all that but for the listeners uh who are just they're probably fuming that we left off like skittles <laughs> and m&ms and reese's and kit kats right. and no. like there's a runs guy nerds. out there like oh that, yeah that person's a freak that person doesn't listen to this because they're was, an animal if, if i <laughs> that was dude that was hey calm down that was my bonus draft <laughs> if i if I, if somebody took mine i was going with runs because the only time i eat them is during halloween I, oh that's, I, so that's funny. the only time i you eat know, nerds you know what will, you know what i will What's never it? eat I'm nerds make it even worse unless they come in that little box <laughs> I'm gonna make it even worse. You know, what my favorite flavor is banana. The banana. Yeah, no, you, are banana. Don't, you are don't, a monster. You are. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> I like how he's oh, behind. Like, I know. I he's really behind. want this to be synced up on the video. <laughs> so be like, you said banana. And, his, and like two seconds go by. Is like thirty oh, seconds man. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right. Uh, <laughs> to recap, uh, uh, Ben, get, uh, run down your picks. Uh, what was it? It was uh dots, whoppers, and uh fun size butterfingers. 
Okay, Andrew? Not in that order, but yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god, the Crackle, <laughs> Sweet Tarts, and uh, Jawbreakers. And I had uh, Sour Patch Kids, the Pull and Peel Twizzlers, and Twix. So you guys can let us know. Vote. I'll, put, I'll try to put up a poll on Instagram. You can follow along at dad underscore verb on Instagram. Uh, and there you have it. That's our Halloween episode, guys. Thank you for tuning into the episode, this episode of the Dad Verb Podcast. If you haven't already, uh, we invite you to become a member of the Dad Verb uh, Discord community, like we mentioned a little bit earlier. Just follow the link in the description of the uh, YouTube channel or in the show notes of wherever you listen to your podcast. For all you new or expecting dads out there, don't miss the opportunity to explore our comprehensive online course at dadverb.com. Again, I mentioned that a little bit earlier. It's a valuable resource to help you on your journey into parenthood. Special thanks to my co-hosts, Andrew Saunders and Ben Brown for joining tonight. Happy Halloween. I'm Andrew. Before we sign off, please remember to show your support by liking, subscribing, and turning on notifications. I'm leaving us a review. Feedback means the world to us. Until next time, keep dadding like a pro. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Dadverb Podcast. Peace.